0: Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zivi Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids.
1: Hi. Hi. Hello.
0: Enjoy the show. Hi. Jen Mann is the author of Midlife Bites. Anyone else falling apart or is it just me? Jen is best known for her wildly popular and hysterical blog, People I Want to Punch in the Throat. She has been described by many as Irma Bombeck with F-bombs. Jen is known for her hilarious rants and funny observations on everything from parenting to gift-giving to celebrity behavior to politics to elves on shelves. She does not suffer fools lightly. Jen is the author of the New York Times bestseller, People I Want to Punch in the Throat, Competitive Crafters, Drop-Off Despots, and Other Suburban Scourges, which was a finalist for a Good Reader's Choice Award. She is also the mastermind behind the New York Times bestselling I Just Want to Pee Alone series. Jen is a married mother of two children, whom she calls Gomer and Adolfa. In her writings, she swears their real names are actually worse. And FYI, there is cursing in this episode. So if you are in the car with your kids, you might want to save this episode for later. Welcome, Jen. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss midlife bites. Anyone else falling apart, or is it just me? Hey, Zibby. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. As I was just saying, I feel like we've talked about this book a lot because we did this amazing fun event together with Kristen von Ogtrapp here. Well, I shouldn't call it amazing, I guess, because I hosted it, but I had fun because you guys were amazing. So let me <laughs> I just, just say it that way.
2: Okay. Well, I'll call it amazing. It was okay. pretty freaking amazing. Okay. Thank so, you. Right, well, one yeah. of us called it that. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also, as you know, when I first read this book, when did you send this to me? This was so long ago.
2: One, oh my gosh. months. Summer, Probably over or like the summer, I would guess. Anyway, I I read it and
0: like fell in love with you and I had already read your other books and had recommended one recently, people I want to punch in the throat. And anyway, I just couldn't wait to read it. And then I read it and I was like, I saw so much of myself and my inner turmoil and anxiety and all the stuff in your books. I was like, oh my gosh. And then you were nice enough to send me a BFF necklace when
2: I told you we would be BFFs. <laughs> you d- I did. You did. Well, because I'll tell you, like I sent it to you. I, I mean, of course I found you on social media. Like I think everybody else does. And I went down your rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I need this woman to like read my book. Cause I think like she'll like it. And And so I sent it to you with, you know, a wing and a prayer. Cause I'm like, she only releases podcasts every day. She must get inundated with books, but hopefully somehow my book will like rise to the top. And then when you sent me an email back after you read it about how, like you were one of the first people, like I'm hearing more of this now, but at the beginning, I was really worried that nobody would like get what I was trying to do. And so when you wrote back to me and you were like, no, I get this. Like, I feel this. Like, I think the quote was, you know, this is the book I didn't know I needed to read. And I was like, this is the book I didn't know I needed to write. Like, I And so that's why I was like, we have to be BFFs now. Like, I'll give you, I think I said anything but a kidney, but even that, I mean, I'm open if if we can talk about it.
0: When I'm in the when I'm in the hospital and all of a sudden it find, turns out I need a kidney, we'll we'll have to regroup we'll revisit it then. Right. We'll
2: talk about it then. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about it then. <laughs> blood types and all that. I should dig up the email, but anyway, yeah. maybe I'll try to find it. It's yeah, it was a great but email. It was all amazing. Thanks. I remember this is how I feel about all books. I wrote about this in my memoir coming up. Like I know exactly where I was. I was like sitting at my kitchen table when I was reading this book and writing you that email. And I just remember how I felt like flooded mm-hmm. by just this sense of like not feeling alone, and not that I feel so alone, but you know that somebody had my the stuff that was going on in my brain. So anyway, yeah, a lot of preamble here, but okay. Why don't you talk about the genesis of Midlife Bites and how
2: you had sort of not been, well? You tell me. Tell the story.
0: <laughs> just,
2: just go, just go, <laughs> just go. Well, like as you said before, so I've written books called People I Want to Punch in the Throat, and I have like a whole series of those, and I have a blog, and I have this really large social media following, and and. And, but yet uh, it just, I don't know, like I hit 47 a few years ago and I woke up and I just felt like, I felt like my life was truly half over, that there really was. Well. I was just like, okay, seriously, like you really are halfway done. And what have you done? Like, and, and I had a good career, but I just, I was like, I wasn't. I was kind of at a crossroads. I was sort of like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, I, my kids. I when I started writing, my kids were very small and they were cute and the stories were funny. Now they're teenagers and they only communicate through Venmo and TikToks with me. And I'm like, and they're not very nice. And and I thought, you know what? And then I'm looking at my husband and I was sort of like, has he always chewed like that? Like, what are what? And then what are we going to talk about when the kids are gone? What are we going to fight about when they're gone? Like, am I going to still like him? Is he going to still like me? So just, I don't know. Just like. I just had this overwhelming, like just all this anxiety and stress kind of hit me at once. And my husband was out of town. And so I called him and I was crying and, and I told him, you know, and he was just like, are we going to get divorced? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I, I seriously want to run away right now. Like, I just, I don't know what's happening. And so he suggested that I write about it. Cause he was, I'd had this blog for years and I'd kind of let it go dormant, but he, he was like, the blog is still there your people are still there. Like go work this out with them because I guarantee you, you're not the only person feeling like this. He's like, this is a midlife crisis. And I'm like, I don't have time to have a midlife crisis. (laughs) And he's just like, well, I'm sorry you're having one. And I was like, well, you guys get sports cars and like, (laughs) what, what am I getting? Like, I'm just getting more anxiety. And so I wrote the blog post called, is anyone else falling apart or is it just me? And the blog post just really hit a nerve with, you know, Lots of people, and then my editor at Valentine, Pamela Cannon, reached out like within I don't know, probably an hour or two, and was like, "What are you doing? Stop crying. Write <laughs> this book. Like this is the book." Like and so, so I started writing it, and then I finished it during lockdown, which was really terribly hard and I was really worried because it's still funny it's very raw and personal but it still is very funny and but I was worried it wasn't funny because it was really hard to be funny during when everybody was locked in and so that was also reassuring when I first started sending that to people and they were coming back and like oh this is funny I'm like oh thank god because I wasn't <laughs> sure anymore <laughs> you know so it's just kind of been it's it's been a long time coming this book and I'm very excited for it to finally come out so everyone can finally read it I am equally as
0: excited. And I'm so glad that you had an agent who could see all of the good and know that a post had the
2: potential to be a book and all of that. Yeah, It's really awesome. She had some vision. She had a lot of vision for it. Cause I was like, I, this is like, I don't know how to write a book about this. And so she really worked hard with me and helped me kind of formulate this book. And it's a, definitely a collaborative, more collaborative than I've ever done. I'm kind of a solo person. Like I'm always interested when other writers are like, oh, I send notes, you know, I send chapters every day to my agents and my editor. And I was like, I send them a finished book. Like I don't, like, <laughs> mm, I don't check in. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, no news for me is good news. So it was always bad. And I was like, Pamela, can we have a call? I'm lost. <laughs> so She can help me find my way back.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, some of the things that I loved, I'll just read, like, if that's okay, just from a couple different passages that... I thought were awesome. Some of this is just your inner monologue. So this might sound funny when I just read you what you are thinking, but this was when you were dealing with your age. This is from the very beginning, but I'm going to go to the middle later. I popped a handful of drugs plus my daily leave into my mouth and muttered, when the hell did this happen? I looked at my phone as if Google might have an answer for me. Instead, I saw my overstowed calendar mocking me with a message in all caps announcing my 47th birthday just a few days away. 47 already? It hit me that I was in the middle of my life, probably even past the middle if I wanted to get real depressing, and when I took stock of all the things I'd accomplished and accumulated over those 47 years, I felt incredibly underwhelmed. Half my life was over in a blank. And what did I have to show for it? Is this all there is? And then you would go through this whole thing you said, my brain might be foggy, but it can still be this, okay, cursing alert, okay, but it can still <laughs> be, I should say cursing alert for this whole episode, but <laughs> yeah. but it can still be a real asshole. That day, my brain was a total asshole. It's all downhill from here, Jen. What the fuck are you doing with your life? What have you accomplished? How will you retire? Have you seen your bank account? I know you made money. Where the hell did it go? Have you seen what your neighbor Elizabeth has done? She runs her own company, plus she founded a charity this year. Oh, and let's not forget, she still finds time for daily workouts to keep her body rocking, plus weekly date nights and mind-blowing sex with her smoking hot husband, When was the last time you had anything mind-blowing that wasn't a dessert? Do you even remember how to do sex, Jen? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I could just keep going. Anyway, you're so funny. I mean, there is this perception, and I just, like, posted about this this week, like, that everybody is somehow doing it all better, right? Everybody seems on the outside to, like, have mastered everything. And
2: really, have they? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, you know, because when I started this whole writing thing, you know, i i that's what I was railing against was like all the mothers that had it all mastered and that you know that we all thought had it mastered. And I was like, come on, you guys. like, and so I really kind of thought I'd gotten through that because I'm like, I don't have that sort of anxiety, but then I got to middle age and I started looking around and I'm like, And my whole thing was, and this is the thing, like I've never been a vain person, but like all of a sudden I was like, Do I look as old as her? Like it's just (laughs) I look I look younger, right? And my husband would be like, What is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what's happening. You know, and I'd be like, Oh, you know, and I would always want to know, like, and I did know this, I did want to know this too when we had little kids. I wanted to know like what drugs everybody was on. I'm like, How are you getting so much done? Like, what are you taking? (laughs) And and they're just like, Coffee, exercise and plenty of water. And I'm like, um, lies, all lies. Like like, I don't even drink water. So whatever.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. And then there's more when you start railing on yourself with your body, which is also hilarious. Okay. You said, this is after the sentence when you talk about how you started dyeing your hair blonde and getting your lip waxed on a semi-regular basis. You said, when midlife hit some years ago, I went from being someone who barely glanced in the mirror before leaving the house, this is what you were just talking about, to someone obsessed with every little detail of her face and body. My, quote, laugh lines were no longer disappearing, but my eyebrows were. I know I had <laughs> eyebrows when I went to bed one night, and when I woke up the next morning, they were gone. <laughs> I lost the hair from my eyebrows, but then I had hair sprouting out of my unusual spots, my ears, my chin. Even my fucking nipples and my breasts. Oh my God, my breasts. I don't, have, I don't have many good qualities, but those breasts used to be my shining glory. Now they were no longer symmetrical. One was decidedly longer than the other. Yeah, I said longer, not bigger. They now, they now both resemble two loaves of French bread racing toward my waist, one just a bit closer to winning than the other. It's the one without the hairy nipple, in case you were wondering still look halfway decent. They require bras that consist mostly of industrial grade reinforced wiring (laughs) covered by a swatch of fabric and that run in the ballpark of no less than a hundred bucks a piece. Quite an effort. Please don't ask about my nether regions. Oh my God. You're so funny. (laughs)
2: Oh my gosh, that's you know, it's funny because everybody else has been asking me like really super personal stuff, but nobody has talked about my boobs like that. I forgot that I did call them loaves of French bread as I sit here looking at them. Yes, they are. So meh. you're welcome, ladies. Like something <laughs> you're better than me in that regard. <laughs> like, have no fear. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's just so funny
0: to hear somebody like not to poke fun at the way that we all like tear ourselves apart right mm-hmm. the viciousness that with which we sort of analyze ourselves and our bodies is like you know it's just i think for many people you know you would never say it out loud or you would never say it to somebody else and what the <laughs> things you think about yourself and yet here you are i mean it's you're just so
2: funny i don't know it's just well thank
0: you I try, um, to so be, sorry to and I try to be as you.
2: honest as I can. Cause I feel like if we're going to, we're all aging, it's all happening to us. Like gravity is at work. You know, my, I'm looking at microblading my eyebrows now because I'm running out of like hair in my eyebrows. And I was, if you're reading that, I'm like, I'm looking at my face in the video and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm officially hundred percent blonde now. Like I've gotten blonder, and blonder, and blonder over time to hide the gray, you yep. know, but it's like, we have to make fun of it. Cause otherwise I'm just going to cry. So I have to laugh and we all have to laugh laugh about it.
0: Yeah, it's true. I'm like, how blonde am I going to go?
2: Right. I mean, I'm impressed. You're like holding out. You're doing well. Like I'm, I mean, even now I've been to yeah. I feel like it's particularly dark, but you know, I don't know, but you're a few years younger than me though, too. Yeah. So So, who knows what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Who knows over the next five years what you'll do? But it just like this last time I joked, I think I put it on Facebook that I went in to get my hair done and I was like, okay, the gray really came through. I'm like, I'm going to need to go blonder. I was like, can we go blonder? And then I felt like I came out there looking like Daenerys Targaryen from like (laughs) Game of Thrones. (laughs) I was like, whoo. I was like, all right, that'll work, I guess. That'll (laughs) last me for a bit. I did talk
0: to my husband at one point. I was like, I, maybe I'll go gray. Cause maybe I'll be one of those people with like this perfect gray Bob. And how yeah. would I know if I don't try? How did those right. people know? How did they know? Like, it's just going to
2: look amazing. I'm going to grow it out. So what if that's me? It's not. See, And I did that like during the lockdown when we couldn't get haircuts, I yeah. grew it out and I was totally embracing the brain. I was like, I'm going to be like this really like, I'm going to have this fabulous, like steel gray, like, you know, bob that just is like, people will, it'll stop traffic. You know, people yeah. will be like, look at that silver hair. It was awful. It was so bad. And I was like, oh, you guys, I can't do it. Cause I was really, I mean, I joined a group like for like gray haired ladies where we could all like learn how to care for our gray hair. And I was shamed. I was like, I have to leave. I'm, go- I'm going to the stylist today to get it all dyed. How
0: are you supposed to care for gray hair?
2: Oh, you need like special shampoo. And then like the hair, turns like it became mine at least. And my mother's too. It, my mom and see nothing. My mom has beautiful silver hair. So I thought maybe wow. I would have silver hair, but no, we look nothing alike like in any regard, including her silver hair, but it's like wiry. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it has more curl to it. So you have to do like smoothing stuff. I don't know. That's the other thing. So, I don't think I had the time to yeah. do that.
0: I feel like as we get to, to a certain age, like I, I, I at least know how to deal with my own stuff. Having yeah. new stuff is like, no, no, you know, like, <laughs> That's how I feel about like you know I'm trying to ignore that everybody keeps giving me gifts of wrinkle cream for my eyes. I'm like, if one more person gives me wrinkle cream for my eyes, I literally had like six people. I'm like, I get it. I know I need to do something with my eyes, but damn, yeah, you know, i I just how do we adapt, right? I'm used to, I don't know after a point you get used to what you have to manage. And then now there's right? new stuff to manage.
2: Well, and I feel like some of this stuff is you don't just give like wrinkle cream to a woman unsolicited. Like, it's one thing if she's like, Hey, your eyes look great. What do you use? Mm-hmm. You know, fine. Then you can be like, I have this amazing stuff. It's, you know, made from baby tigers and it's a thousand dollars an ounce, but you know, it got rid of three wrinkles. So you should use it. But it's one thing to like, just like foist like wrinkle cream on people and be like, Hey, you look a little tired. Would you like to try some wrinkle cream? (laughs) Like, no, that is not okay. Don't do that to people, please.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus.
0: My mother is one of the people, well, she's probably given it to me like 12 times or something ridiculous, but finally (laughs) she was like, Zip, are you using the stuff for your eyes? And I was like, not yet. I just haven't gotten around to like even reading the instructions and figuring this out so I don't like burn my skin off or I don't know, something I could do because (laughs) I'm not really focused on it when I'm tired and whatever. And she's Uh. like, "She's like, well, you know, like that was pretty expensive. Could you just give that back to me now? I'll
2: use it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So anyway. Moms are fun they're just, they're so honest and yet so honest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then you also have this hilarious part about
0: sex and I have to read from this too. And I don't know if you know, I also co-host a sex podcast, which is crazy and off brand for me. It was supposed to be moms don't have time to have sex, but it's turned into like whatever. Anyway, it's called sex talk Talk with Zibby and Tracy. So I've now. Gotten enough practice that I can read this without totally blushing. So that's that's my okay. preface. For yeah, because I
2: noticed you whispered about the breasts. So I know
0: I still do. I still it's a bad habit. You know.
2: You <laughs> know. I know it's so bad. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Let's see if you can do
0: okay. it. Okay. You're talking about your husband and you're saying you're rarely trying new things. You say we rarely try new things. And let me be clear again. This is all my fault. The hubs would literally do anything I asked when every woman in America got all hot and bothered about 50 shades of gray. He was like, do you want me to tie you up? Do you want me to tie you up? Should we both get tied up? Whatever you want to do, let's do it. I was like, uh, no, thank you. Rope burns aren't sexy. <laughs> There are a few reasons for this. One, I'm not interested in learning new tricks. A few years ago, there was a viral video of a woman named Auntie Angel who taught ladies how to give a blowjob with the grapefruit. Sorry, I have to whisper. Basically, you cut a hole in the center of the grapefruit. I, I can't even read this. Slide it onto his pecker, blindfold him, and then do your thing as usual. Except you get an extra dose of vitamin C. The video is a maze balls, and I encourage every woman to watch it because Auntie Angel has a real gift. I watched that video, and once I got over the slurping noises, all I could think was, "What a mess! Who wants to go to all the work to give a blowjob and have a sticky grapefruit juice bottle to clean up?" And you're done oh my gosh oh my god I'm just gonna read one more paragraph another time I read an article in a men's magazine I found in a doctor's office waiting room that touted 20 positions that weren't missionary I figured I had a few minutes to kill and maybe I'd surprise the hubs with my newfound knowledge of what men really want in the sack the first move on the list was called the 69 bridge the man lies on his back and the woman does a backbend over him and then you just perform the tried and true 69 move we all know we all know a motherfucking backbend fuck that noise (laughs)
2: Oh my God. Oh, you're so funny. You're just so funny. <laughs> well, What's crazy is when I was reading the audio book for this book and we, I had forgotten about that part with the grapefruit and it was just like, and I'm just in a studio by myself with like a male engineer. And then my female director is like on zoom and it was like dead silence. Like when I was done and he was like, okay, so we should maybe take a break. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, do you want the Google link to that cuz I can give it to you? And he was like, I mean, I'm kind of curious. I'm like, yeah, most people are. So I like I had to, like so I showed him on like YouTube. I was like, here you go. And he's like, cool. I'm going to lunch. I'm like, all right, bye. And then the lady and I like had to talk about it, but I was like, oh, this is kind of awkward with other people here, but it's pretty amazing and I highly encourage if you are into if you like grapefruit and blowjobs, I really recommend the video. It's something special.
0: We'll have to find the intersection of, of that group, right? It's like <laughs> concentric circles or something. I think I know where they live. I think
2: yeah. I got, that. I think I have their number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Jen, I know you started off like blogging and just sharing your feelings and all of this. And now you've let the rest of us sort of follow along with you as you've gone through life and vented and, you know, chuckled and given us the humor and so much. How do you feel about like the writing part of it? How you're able to take the funny and like put it down? Like, is there a stuff here? Is there a place you're not willing to go? And I don't know, how do you just feel about this whole thing and how it's blown up over time?
2: Yeah. I would say after this book, there is not a place that I'm not willing to go because I get real personal about sort of like my relationships and my friendships and my relationship with my husband and my relationship with myself. And they're not as funny as the parts you've read. And so, you know, I don't hide behind a lot of jokes in some of that, but I don't know at this point. Yeah. I I guess nothing's off the table. I've always, I've always been somebody who tries to say what nobody else will say or what we're all thinking, but you can't say maybe like, you know, I don't, I don't have a real job. I don't have to worry about going in the next day and, you know, seeing, seeing somebody at work after writing what I write. And so it's easier for me. And I love writing and I love telling stories and I love entertaining people and I love making people feel like they're not alone and I love just sort of creating communities. And I think you understand that too. Like you are always creating communities. You know, it's like, this is kind of, I don't want to say lonely because lonely is not the word, but this is kind of a solo job and you can get lonely really quick if you don't stay connected to people. But it's hard to be connected to people when you are doing all the things that we do. And so it's nice to have that kind of online community too. And so. I'll always have that, like whether, I and I can't imagine stopping, I don't know, that I would ever stop writing, but maybe I'll finally run out of content and I know we'll see. No, you will not.
0: (laughs) When you were here, you mentioned how you had a million followers on social media and I went on Instagram and I was like, okay, I've got to find all these accounts. So I was like... So I was, we were like falling asleep and Kyle was like, yeah, she's, I mean, she said a million. I was like, okay, I'm going to start adding it up. So I was like, (laughs) okay, well, how many from Instagram? What do we have to, what do we, when we add Twitter, what about these three different groups on Facebook? And I was like, it's like, um, you have to be a mathematician. You do.
2: You do. They're spread out all over the place. They're mostly on Facebook. I have Oh, three pages now, I think on Facebook. Yep. And then I've got, I don't know, four or five groups at all or various because I'm kind of like a stickler about my groups, like what we can talk about in groups. So I have like reading groups and I have politics groups and then I have the Midlife Bites groups. And so, and then, yeah, no, I'm not an, Instagram is not where my people are. I do, I'm do i not an influencer of any kind. I'm getting a little bit better at TikTok. I discovered TikTok a few months ago and I'm trying to figure TikTok out, but I would love to get a bunch of people on TikTok eventually. I think that's kind of my next sort of, of, it makes more sense to be over there. It's a it's it's a good platform for storytellers. Yeah. TikTok. So, Insta is a little bit harder for me. So yeah, no, they're not on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. Twitter, poor Twitter. twitter's just where I go and I like yell at people. So <laughs> like, Do you no. follow a woman called
0: Tinks T i n x T i n x. No, uh-uh. she's so funny. You should follow her anyway. She does all these like parodies, like. Rich Mom Starter edition, Aspen edition. Or, you know, she's so funny and just like makes fun of people, but she shares her whole life. Anyway, we watched a whole bunch of her on TikTok the other day during this long drive. And then I went back to Instagram and I was like, well, compared to TikTok, now Instagram looks so boring. Like normally right? Instagram is my place. Yeah. And I really love it. But I don't know. There was just something, you know, it wasn't as dynamic. I'm like, I don't get to know her as well when I'm on Instagram.
2: Well, and the thing that's weird too is the thing, my Things that do best on Instagram are when I put my TikTok videos on mm-hmm. Instagram. Then people like, you know, it's like people are kind of where they're, I don't know. I'm not that interesting. I don't show my kids. I don't show my house. I did get a dog finally, so I could like show him. But so there's just not a lot to show. I mean, how many selfies can and pictures of your book covers can you put on Instagram and make it interesting? So that's yeah, why I don't like it. I know. I feel like Instagram
0: is a veil for me to just like write essays that are really short.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you do do that a lot. That And I don't, cause I hate doing it on my phone. Like oh. if I could do Instagram, like on a computer, maybe I would do better with it. Cause I, I hate typing on my phone. I hate it. It's just, mm. it's too hard for me. I don't, I don't know. My brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, I prefer a computer, but who has time? I don't know. I know exactly. Hmm. If right only too. there was a brand for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not creating content, what type of content do you consume? What kind of content Um, Obviously, I read a lot and I read a lot of fiction. I try really not to read in my genre because I feel like everybody... The thing about humor is that, you know, what makes us all different? We all have the same stories. It's just our voices that make us different, kind of. And so I find myself either... Not really comparing myself, but I'll feel like, oh man, she told that so much funnier. Like she did such a, you know, and so I, 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 or I maybe will like adopt their voice, which is not good. So I don't really read much in my own genre, but I read a lot of fiction. And right now I'm kind of going down a, I think I blame TikTok. I'm going down like a sexy rabbit hole. I never read like erotica or anything like that, but I'm reading that barbarian one that everybody was talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the blue, oh, Zibby. Don't pretend like you don't know. Zibby. I don't know. I swear (laughs) you, Ruby Dixon, you need to have her on your podcast because she broke TikTok with this book called ice planet barbarians. And he's like a blue alien who's really good at sex. And so, yeah, don't give me that face, read the book and you'll understand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. But it was the same way because I was like, what is happening right now? Like, why is the world losing their mind over like a blue alien with like a ribbed penis? Like what? And so (laughs) I had to go and and she's a genius because she was like trending on TikTok. And so she lowered the price of her book to like a buck ninety nine or something like that, which you can't say no to two bucks. So I was like, boom, bought. And so I just so I tried it and so I do that a lot. Like I read a lot of like what is popular because I at the end of the day publishing is a business and i think you definitely understand this too that it's like and so i'm always sort of watching like what is trending and why and how and mm-hmm. what are we doing to capitalize on that and what can we do to like maybe i don't want to like repeat that but you know what can i do to to sort of understand how that worked and why did that happen and maybe how can i put that into my business and so i'm kind of always so even you know when i'm reading for pleasure i'm kind of reading for like <laughs> for work <laughs> which is terrible. No, it's not terrible. What advice would you have for aspiring authors? My advice for aspiring authors is to just start writing. You know, so many of us have had so many different paths to to publishing and, and there's so many different avenues out there now. I mean, I just bought my daughter a subscription. She's 15 and she asked me to buy her a subscription to Wattpad. And she's reading all these books that mostly written by young, at least what she's reading, is written by young female writers. And, you know, and they're taking feedback, they have followers and they're taking feedback from their community about where the book should go next and what they should do. And, and I have heard of at least one or two, you know, huge success stories that have come out of Wattpad where agents or editors are kind of looking through there for talent. And, you know, there's micro micro blogging that you could do on Instagram. If you want to do that, of course, self-publishing is always around. I have a foot in self-publishing as well as traditional publishing. Blogging for me was sort of, that was what I needed to do for a while. I know lots of people who kind of started at the same time as me and right out of the gate, they self-published and they, and for me, I wasn't there yet. I didn't have that confidence yet. And so for me, blogging was better that I could kind of build up my confidence and build up my audience and figure out what I was going to do. But I think it's just a matter of like, I can't tell you how long I talked about writing and I didn't do it. And I want to go back now and like smack that girl and be like, just start and don't throw away anything. Don't, you know, that's the other thing. Cause I've been writing since I was five years old. Like there's notebooks somewhere, probably in a trash heap, you know, but there's notebooks that I of things I wrote, of stories I wrote. And as a humorist, those are gold. Like, oh my gosh. Like I could have made so much fun of that shit.
1: <laughs> so, like,
2: <laughs> but also, though, just you find old things like if it's not working, especially with the blog, I mean, I would say, like I have I think I have like six hundred blog posts published, but I have another like six hundred drafts because it's like it didn't it wasn't flowing. It wasn't working. I stopped, but I don't throw it away. and I can't tell you how many times when I need if I need an article for something or or I need something real fast, I can go back through those drafts and be like, what was I trying to do here? And then I can, fix that up and republish it. So don't throw anything away. Nothing is nothing is trash. Love it. Amazing.
0: Jen, so fun. Love talking to you. I knew I would, but <laughs> it even exceeds my expectations. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming to the salon in New York and everything. And thanks for doing this. And oh I'm just so excited for your book
2: to be out in the world. Well, I just really appreciate how much you have just like champion me. Thank you so much for all that you've done for me. I mean, I don't think you guys understand, like I was coming to New York for something else. And I asked Zibi if she could go to coffee and Zibi was like, I'll do you one better. I will host a salon at my home and introduce you to like, you know, 30 of my closest friends. And I was like, what? Okay. So, I mean, you are just such a huge champion and it's not just me. And I know, cause I watch, I, I watch your Instagram. I know it's not just me. You're doing this for all kinds of authors and we all are just so appreciative. So please go support all of Zibby's writing too.
0: Thank you. That's very sweet. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Jen. Have a great Thank day. Thank you, Zibi. Okay. Talk bye. To you soon. Bye. Okay, Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.